You are listening to the Sermon Podcast for Triumph Lutheran Brethren Church. Our vision is to see the life and message of Jesus transform hearts, homes, and cities. Wherever you are, our prayer is that God would meet you and that the life and message of Jesus would transform your life. To find more resources, go to triumphlbc.org. Straight paths. That sounds good, doesn't it? Isn't there something about that? I, now, I know if you're um, on a summer day on a motorcycle or in a convertible with a top down, maybe you would prefer a path with a little more character. But there's something about straight paths that sounds attractive, doesn't it? As I was thinking about this, I remember the first time that someone I knew was telling me about the new GPS they just purchased. This was back when you had to buy one as a separate unit, and he was telling me how great it was. Because all you had to do is, you know, put in the, the, the address that you were going to and or the, the place that you were heading to, and it told you when to turn and what lane to be in. And all the time that he's telling me this, I'm thinking, that's cheating. Because in my vehicle, I had a Rand McNally Road Atlas, yeah. right? And, and it, this is the way it worked. I would drive, and my wife Cindy would navigate, Occasionally we tried it the other way around, that didn't work. It worked better when she navigated and I drove. And every year or two, we'd buy a new Rand McNally Road Atlas, we'd put that in our main vehicle, and then we'd take the other ones and get rid of the most tattered ones. And anytime we were going somewhere new, the running joke was, here's the map, this is the place, we'll circle in on it. You know, and you, you missed a turn or two, but it was okay. And I thought, this GPS thing is cheating. And then I got a, I got a phone with an internal uh, map application and a built-in GPS. And I realized, uh, this isn't cheating. Because I, I fell in love with having a straight path and knowing what that was. And that's probably what drew me to, to, the, to the message today. That idea of a straight path is what drew me to this text. We're gonna look today at Proverbs chapter three. And this is a part of our, our, our summer series. This is the memory verse for today. And, and as you probably know, if you've been here for, for uh, the last few weeks that our summer series is called Dwell. And it comes from our desire that the Word of God would dwell in us richly. And so we're focusing on, for our, our sermon series this summer, we're focusing on the verses that oftentimes are used as memory verses. And today it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Simply says this, 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. So as we spend a few minutes, I want to pull this apart a little bit and look at some specific pieces. I want to start with verse 5. Verse 5 simply says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let's talk a little bit about what this means to trust God with all your heart. And and first of all, can we all just agree that this sounds a lot easier than it actually is? Am I right? Have you ever had somebody come up to you and just say, well, you just have to trust the Lord in this? Okay, (laughs) that's not new news to me, but, but, but doing it's hard sometimes. This is harder than it seems. Maybe to help with that, I want want to spend a few minutes, I want to pull out the word heart. I want to talk about what that means a little bit. Not because, I don't want to bypass the word trust. Right? I don't want to bypass that, but I want to pull out the word heart. Because the idea that I would trust the Lord with this muscle that pumps blood through my system is, um, well, that's ridiculous, right? We all know that's not what heart means, right? Heart refers to, to who I am at the core of my being, right? That's, that's my heart, I remember a story that was told about a missionary, and, and I heard this. I can't even tell you the missionary anymore. I heard it years ago, probably back when I was in high school. But the missionary had gone to an unreached people group, and he needed, wanted to bring the gospel message to them, and he'd grown up in a context where the common phrase, the phrase he used and that was most comfortable to him was this phrase, that you need to ask Jesus into your heart. But this group of people that he was a missionary to didn't have a word for heart. They didn't know that people had a heart, like the muscle, they didn't, so they didn't have a word for it. He was kind of stymied, he didn't know what to do. So he spent more time with this group of people and as he as he understood their language more, he realized that whenever they were talking about who a person really is, they would talk about their throat. Which kind of makes sense. Think about it. You know, the Bible says out of the, you know, it's, it's out of a person's heart that, a, that you speak. And so maybe, you know, it made sense. But when they were talking about the, who a person was at the core of their being, They'd talk about the throat. And so this person began, as he told them about Jesus, the invitation he gave is for them to invite Jesus into their throat. And it clicked. Because they understood that it's the core of our being. So this verse calls us to, to trust the Lord with who we are at the core of our being. 
trust the Lord with our heart. But that's not what our culture says, is it? Our culture tells us, uh, the world around us tells us that, that we're supposed to be who we are. Right? You've, you've likely heard somebody say, you be you. Right? We're supposed to be true to ourselves. Right? We're supposed to, we're supposed to trust our heart, to go with our heart, follow our heart. The, the problem is that our heart is fickle and, and even deceitful. Scripture tells us the heart is deceitful above all else. It doesn't take us on the right path. God here doesn't tell us to trust our heart. Some people will even Christianize this a little bit. I've heard this said, maybe you have too, that we should trust the God that's in our heart. Sounds good, kind of, doesn't it? Except the problem is it elevates our heart as the one that defines God. We, we, should, we should trust the God that makes sense to us at the core of our being. We should trust the God that we can wrap our brain around. We should trust, and don't get me wrong, if you're trusting in him, if you're trusting in Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells you and is at the core of your being. So I'm, I'm not negating that. It's just that when you say it that way, it gives people the impression that they should create a God in their heart and then trust that. But what Proverbs is telling us here is just the opposite. Proverbs tells us that whatever you are at the core of your being, whatever you have, whatever makes you uniquely you, you should take that, that's your heart, you should take that and trust in the Lord with that. Not that you should trust all that I think I am and can figure out must be God, but that I should take all that I am and trust it to the Lord. I should trust the Lord with all of my heart, with the core of my being. And not be left only to what I can figure out and what I can comprehend. Not lean only on my own understanding. I, I don't want you to take this statement on, that's, that's up on the screen, I, I don't want you to take this as scripture. This isn't my, this isn't my version, this isn't my translation, but if I was gonna summarize verse five, I'd summarize it this way. Trust in the Lord from the very core of your being and trust him with all that you are. And don't build your life only on what your own human mind can figure out. And then let's take a look at verse six. Verse six, 
says, in all your ways, submit to him. Wait, <clears throat> that's not the way I first learned this. That's not the way I first heard it. Stay with me for a minute. I first heard this, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This says, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And I had to wonder, which one of those words is right? Because they aren't the same, are they? Submit is like this, get it right kind of word, right? And there's a part of acknowledge that's like what you do at the 4th of July parade, right? Oh, that's the Kiwanis flow. Yeah, that's, I acknowledge that one, right? Or maybe it's more like what you do when you see your neighbor at the other end of the grocery store aisle, but you don't have time to talk. It's kind of like you acknowledge, and then you go into the other lane. You go into the other aisle, because I don't have time for that right now, right? Acknowledge or submit. Well, I looked a little bit into the Hebrew, and, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I, I've got some access to some good resources. And the Hebrew word here that's translated submit or acknowledge, that Hebrew word is yada. And it, and it means often to know or to understand. And that's where the translators get the word acknowledge, right? To know or to understand, to acknowledge. But it's not this, oh yeah, hi neighbor, kind of acknowledgement. Because in other contexts, when, when they look at this same word means to experience. It's even, so there's an engagement here, but it's even, deeper than that. This word yada is a word that's used in Genesis when it says Adam knew Eve and she conceived and bore a son. That's no mere acknowledgement from a distance, right? That's a giving of yourself. That's, a, that's an engagement that says I am I am offering or giving myself to you or to this. That's where the word submit comes from. And both acknowledge and submit have a, a really reasonable purpose for being there, but we really understand the depth of this verse when we put the two of them together. Right? In all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways, yada. In all your ways, give yourself to him. Know him. Know him in an experiential way. Know him in a really deep way and give yourself to him. Again, a, a summary, if I would. In everything you do, seek to know God and deeply give yourself over to him. Seek to know God deeply and give yourself over to him and he will make your path straight. Hmm. Straight paths. 
I'm back there again. And, <clears throat> and we need to talk about straight paths a little bit too because, because on the surface at first glance, it, it almost seems like this is a promise of an easy road. That if we do things just right and trust the right things, you know, if we trust our GPS or if we, if we do everything just right, then the road will be easy and trouble-free and smooth. And What does it mean to have a straight path? Last summer, my family and I uh, went on a vacation that included a bunch of my extended family. There were 16 of us in all, and we were traveling around in three vehicles, and we were driving in an area that none of us had been in before. So there were, there were, as I said, three drivers. I was driving one vehicle. I had a niece that was driving another vehicle, and then my nephew was driving a 12-passenger van. <clears throat> And so we found here's the place that we're gonna go this afternoon, here's the sights we're gonna see, here's where the parking lot is, and the three of us would stand around with our GPSs on our phones open, we'd plug in the address, we've all got the same spot, yep, we're gonna get there, okay, let's go. And then we'd all jump in our three vehicles and we'd take off and we'd arrive at the same parking lot roughly at the same time. But what we realized is that all three of us arrived at the exact same point at a very similar time, but often we got there by three different routes. See, my niece, my niece had her GPS set to the shortest distance. So her GPS would, would calculate uh, how to get to this particular place, and, and every side street, every shortcut, every back alley that was usable was calculated as a part of that so that however long it took, she would go on the shortest path to get straight there. My nephew, partly I think because he was driving a 12-passenger van, he had his GPS set to choose the best road. It was never side, never, never sidetracked by some shortcut. He never was caught in an alley that was going to get too narrow. He was never on some, some poorly paved or unpaved road he would always be directed to a good, solid route to get straight there. My GPS was set for the shortest time. So wherever I was, my GPS would calculate the available roads that I could drive on and the distance and the speed that I could likely drive if I was on those roads, and it would give me the quickest route to get straight there. And all of us got straight there. It could be said that all of us took the straight path. 
What kind of straight path is Proverbs talking about? Well, again, the Hebrew is helpful. The word that's translated here straight is the word yashar. And that word, interestingly, you might imagine, is not always translated as straight. Depending on the context, sometimes it's translated as pleasing. Sometimes it's translated as level or smooth. But the English word that that's most often translated into is the word right or upright. And and the context here is, if you just back up into chapter 2 of Proverbs, you, you see that the author of Proverbs is is cautioning that the person, that that we should not get caught up with evil people who are on a crooked path. But we should be caught with godly people who are on a straight path, right? So this passage here, God is not promising to put us on easy street, He's not promising to put us on the shortest road or the fastest road or the easiest road. It isn't a promise that all's going to be smooth. It's a promise that he will put us on the right path. It's a promise that he will direct us to exactly the path where we ought to be right on the path where we belong. Verse 6 could be summarized in, in, in everything you do, get to know God deeply, give yourself over to him and he'll direct you to the right path. Well, these two verses teach us this. Trust in the Lord from the very core of your being and trust him with all that you are and do not build your life only on what your own human mind can figure out. In everything you do, seek to know God deeply and give yourself over to him and he will direct you to the right path. Indeed, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are trustworthy. That, that even if we trust you with the very core of who we are, that even if we trust you with everything we have, that you are trustworthy. That your love and your mercy will, will care for all that we trust to you. You will care for us. Lord, give us the courage to seek you 
to seek you, to know you in a, in a deep and experiential way, to, to give ourselves to you. so that you can put us on the right path, the path you have for us, the path, the path that is just right. Oh Lord, give us the courage to do that today. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Doug. I, I just want to take a minute and to say thank you for downloading or streaming this content today. We at Triumph pray that it will transform your heart and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. I have three quick thoughts that I just wanna share with you and it'll, it'll only take a minute. First, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd be willing, visit our website at triumphlbc.org connect and let us know how we can reach out to you. Or you can visit triumphlbc.org events to find an activity that you could jump into. Second, we hope that you see this content as supplementary in your walk with Jesus. Our, our digital content isn't really designed to be a replacement for belonging and engaging with a gospel community, whether that's here at Triumph or another church. And third, we invest a lot into producing this content. And, it's used to bless people like you and others all over our community. If this or really any of our other resources that you find online have been a blessing to you, would you consider giving? It's because of your generosity that we're able to continue creating and serving online. Thanks again, and may the Lord bless you.